Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do-do-do-do. Exciting and new. Go online. Hmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90-day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. The milk isn't real, the meat isn't real, and the sausages aren't even meat. Welcome to America, Manuel. (laughs) American Dream's dead. They sold you a bad bill of goods. A bad bill of goods. You're gonna it's eat. just going to be you and Rico Suave. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some <laughs> fake meat, and it's going to give you the shits. As who said, uh, Papa Papa uh, Kalani, the milk's expensive and the honey's Honey not, not sweet. <laughs> Boy. I know. That's brutal. He's just like, where is this place? Everything uh, is just uh, so much sad. I'm... I'm behind on last resort. Um, (laughs) What were you saying? Um, Married to reality. We're going to be talking at the end of last resort. I'm going to be popping on. Oh, you're going to be on them. You were going to do a little episode talking about the last resort. So I know because several of you have messaged me saying, are you going to talk about this? I need to hear about it. So it will be discussed. I, I tried to, I tried to keep watching. I I love it. I've just been busy. I ugh. oh it's, oh it's, it bogs episode, me down. Give me, give me every episode. It bogs me down too much. Oh, love it, I love it. Y'all no, also no check out you. check out our collab with Game of Roses that should be dropping this week about Golden Bachelor. Listen to our episodes of that if you haven't. Share them because it sharing is caring. So share about those. We had a um, also a collab with Justine and Natasha from Two Black Girls One Rose last yes. week. So be sure to check that out. That is on their feed, not mm-hmm. ours. 
So be sure to check that out. Also, uh, we're almost through October here. Well, uh, uh, like well one, one more week after. I know. I wonder if I'll be in Santa Barbara or Los Angeles by the time oh, this drops. Oh, fuck. It's still, they did, uh, by the way, a lot of sissies, I, I think I said it on a uh, uh, page show, but I would remind everybody that Spencer the cat is doing well. He needs fluids every day and he's lost a lot of weight. So he is 21, but a lot of people are asking about Spencer. He's doing he needs fine. fluids just for now. every day? Every day, yeah. yeah Does she have to give him like an IV? Yeah, it's an IV. Mm-hmm. That's you just give him a cat. You just give him a churro, and he eats the churro. Not a churro, a churri. What the fuck are you talking it's about? Some type of a cat treat called like a churri or a churri, and you just give it to him, and he eats that. Once he puts it in there, anyway, he's doing fine. Really? You know what? I should. Well, I don't know why. I'm gonna have to give you fluids one day, every day. I'll just have to <laughs> come over and stick something in the back a, of your neck. That is an old cat. Twenty one. He's twenty one. So. But her apartment is almost getting finished. There's a wall up. There's paint on the wall. So hopefully I'll be able to move back to L.A., but who knows? Before Spencer kicks it. Before <laughs> before Spencer. I, I, boy. But I got to go to back to Santa Barbara because I'm going to have to go to that beach at UCSB and look at all the surfers one last time because I can't believe they're real. <laughs> They're gorgeous. That's gorgeous. Why does it As feel I said, gross is when you when you talk about it? Because you're just what? sitting They're there all like, an old, like an old like an old lech. They're all over eighteen. The I they know. Think, I have sunglasses on. They think I'm meditating. <laughs> we need to move on because I'm feeling <laughs> gross. Uh, y'all in 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 September you got fully loaded. In October <sighs> you got hand tossed, and I've decided finally. In November, you're getting stuffed and basted. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme, which I'm a little upset it about. It doesn't rhyme. I kind of thought but that with the third one, it so would have gross. three. But uh, no, I thought no. it would have three things because the third month. But no, you're wrong. Nope. I think I'm right. I think it should. But I no, it's too also, many. Uh, no, I disagree. But I'm also well. Why don't you fucking come up with it? <laughs> I have, and you go. Just, but it's fine. We'll do what you want to do. Uh, only thing, the only thing I approve of it, why I'm going to go along with it is because oh, how, every time, how, every, how lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Every time you say it, it, it makes my stomach turn because it's so gross and the visual that means, image. That's how you know it's right. And that's how you know it's a little that's how right. how you know it's right. So that's why I'm on board now. Stuffed and basted. Stuffed and basted. Because remember, this Thanksgiving, you can always, <laughs> you don't have to be thankful. You just have to be stuffed and basted <laughs> like an American. It is. The, it is. It, when something grosses me out, you know it's right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's, mm-hmm. when, it, when, it, when it hits, that kind of go, it hits the back of your throat and goes, Ew, Like I bitter. imagine, like, on your feet as you're getting stuffed in base, are those little, like, white <laughs> chef hats that they put on the end of like turkey legs. little turkey legs. legs. <laughs> and me going, hey, boy, hey. <laughs> Just looking, looking through them and getting stuffed mm-hmm. and basted. With, that, with an apple in your mouth. Mm-hmm. How else do you do it? <laughs> I don't know. Like a pig. Yeah. Uh, y'all, anyway, November 3rd, Selling Sunset Season 7. Selling um, Sunset Season says the 7. Plathville is continuing on our $8 tier. Um, 
And we did find out Golden Bachelor uh, sissy messages. Only eight episodes. Only eight episodes. So we're um, more than halfway through. So be sure to check out those, y'all. Not a lot. Uh, so I think that I think that's about it. Should we Should we jump in? You got a You've got a Broadway corner to talk about. I do. Yeah, I do. It is. It is weird that you're <coughs> seeing a, a, a Stephen Sondheim show while I'm in Los Angeles in a show that I really wanted to see. Um, <laughs> I think you should come out. I will say this: you should come out and see it. I want to. I it'll be open in <coughs> January, and I kind of want to. I kind of want to come to see. I kind of want to. I never want to go to New York in January, but Sutton Foster is doing um, "Once Upon a Mattress" at City Center Encores. So I. Like oh, she is. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see her do that show. Ooh, yeah. Are they just doing one? One one and done of 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 um, no, it's like encores. It runs for like two weekends. Oh, two let weeks. me know when you're going, and I'll go the other weekend. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, <laughs> kidding. I would like to see that show, but uh, in January, oh, I know. I don't want to go New York January. in January. Can we can we talk about this off the pod? <sighs> okay, fine. Anyway, we'll talk about. We'll talk about your Broadway corner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Basted. Right. <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah. Y'all, you're just like covered in cum. Ooh, it's, it's, stop, <laughs> stop. No. Mm-mm. We're but too early. Too it's, early in the pod. Mm-mm. It's better than glazed. Uh-uh. I find glazed even worse. You cannot talk about covered in cum until at least 15 <laughs> minutes into the pod. I'm sorry. You cannot. Rivulets of semen. <laughs> Robin Sophie. <laughs> I'd rather talk about cum than them, to be honest. I'd rather talk about cum for 20 more minutes, and I think y'all would too. <laughs> uh, this couple is boring. We did find out, y'all, huge news. Huge news. Big news. He drives a what poodle? A Chrysler Crossfire? Crossfire. Am I, am I getting this wrong? Yeah, because crossfire? it's a crossover car, y'all. So it is an older, it's a very old Chrysler. Yeah. They don't make anymore. I think what we A learned, lot of our straight male sissies who like cars immediately clocked the car and told us what it was. Yes. Thank goodness. I think what we've learned, this, especially this episode, either it's an act or, y'all, Rob is broke as fuck. I think it's I a combination know. of a couple of things. Um, I think he is someone who tried to do a couple of different uh, professions and decided that none of them really fit him. And he's this is the next attempt, and that's being an influencer. So the show is his new job. Um, it, it is. I did write. It's funny you say that. I wrote, I feel like he's lost and I'm yeah. worried that this marriage is a way for him to find himself. Yeah. Well, and uh, <laughs> and someone, y'all, uh, someone sent me some of his uh, modeling pics. No dick pics, unfortunately, but they're hot. He's got a, he's, his butt was in the picture. It was a really good butt. Um, I, but, I didn't see these. Did they send them to you? Or did they send them to Reality Gaze and then you no, looked at it and me. then didn't just save me. it? Just me. I'd feel I would feel breaking the tr- breaking the trust of the person I sent it to if I showed them to you. So 
Sorry about that. I really don't care to see um, them. Uh, that's a lie. You know <laughs> you want to see them. <laughs> kind of don't because he's so boring to me, but you, he's pretty. You say boring. I don't think that's what's going for him. I, I think he's trying to make – maybe there's not a lot there, but – he is so defensive and argumentative that mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of redeeming things. Maybe it's the edit he's getting, um, but boy, there's not a lot to like about this person. He is it, a dick. That's well, the word he, I think of. Is he playing defensive? Because, again, I'm going to say that because Sophie's more boring. She's so mm. kind of closed and just very contained. And I thought, when I watched this, I went – is this a lot of fraudacity because she's not giving anything and he's performing for the cameras just to make plot? Maybe, maybe. Um, they. Meanwhile, she's in what I call the Inglewood outhouse, um, yes. <laughs> getting ready. <laughs> or as she says, y'all, when she says this patio is nice, and then they just see the file cabinets lined up by each other. <laughs> You know what this place looks like? It reminds me of like when I was a did you ever build forts when you were a kid? Yeah. With so couch I remember, cushions, yeah. No, we actually no, we actually behind the Cheney's house over across the across so behind our house where the the sh- the field where I threw my mom's Alex uh, Claiborne shoes. Yeah. So that are now buried in the earth somewhere. They'll find them years from now. But um Past that field, right across from that, there was this kind of wooded area but behind the Cheneys who owns Dale's Market. We built an actual fort. Shouldn't My dad, have been the Dale's? Dale's should have owned Dale's Market? No, Dale was, his name was Dale Cheney. So it's Dale's see. Market. Yes, Dale D- Cheney. Got it. Dale. D-A-L-E. Dale. Which, which I thought name. it was D-E-L-L because of the way you say <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yes. no, Dale. So um, anyway, we we borrowed some wood from my daddy and we actually hammers and we actually made like put the wood on the tree and like made like a fort in and got some fabric and made an actual fort outside. And I feel like you added fabric because you were gay. Yes. <laughs> gay. Yes. Well, we had to have curtains. <laughs> that would be uncivilized anyway so we made a fort and i feel like that's what this it looks like someone made this building of just they went to a junkyard and they just kind of either a fort or like a house of someone in mad max like what they would have made yeah. to like this provisional place I, for themselves i think it is a transitional housing kind of situation. I doubt it is I doubt in Los Angeles you can have an apartment without a bathroom. So I don't know I think that's fair. If this or at least is shared. If this is passing city code. Um I don't think an inspector has been out there because I think it's behind a pawn shop and no one knows it's there. I also believe this is transitional housing and no one lives there for very long. And and he keeps saying, you keep talking about moving, blah, blah, blah. We don't – come on. I'm also sorry. This is the thing. If she didn't want to be there, if she's like, we need to move on, ask your rich parents or your rich grandpa for money. 
I'm over this idea. So, so many things are incongruent here. If you come from money, great. If if you come from money and you want, but you're complaining about slumming it in a place that is not nice, I will give that to you, Sophie. It's not mm-hmm. nice. But if there's a place you could get money, and that that should outweigh the idea you you need to say, oh, I should borrow money so we can be in a better house. Now, if he says no, then you can talk. I just then you can talk idea. I mean, at least she's not like shaming him about his place. I mean, she says privately, she's like, this place is not nice, but I'm not going to say that to him. But I also feel like just it's very small. There's not even even if it was a nice ish place or not even nice, even if it had an indoor bathroom, um, it's still too small for them. Like, exactly. So it just. Y'all, I just this storyline reeks of fraudacity to yeah, me. It just it does. feels gibberish well, all over again. But and they're it more made likable. me and it made me feel even weirder when um, he said, "I tried to put you to sleep last night," and she's like, "I was so jet lagged." And apparently, she's laying there. They're doing what Cody and Robin do called hospice play. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. just laying there half asleep, and he's just banging her. Um, which is a little weird and maybe and non-consensual. Con- no, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't think she seemed consensual. I don't. <laughs> we don't. She I don't. Wanna- I was. I was so jet lagged. I'm. I'm just saying it was a little weird. <sighs> this is why we can't have anyone no, on the show. But no, you. You didn't think it was questionable that <laughs> they said that. It almost seems. I guess. It's hard for me to take anything seriously with them because I feel like they're just punking us. So I felt like they were like, oh, this, is, it a, was a this joke. is a 1980s joke you make of, oh, I was tired and had a headache, but he wanted to get it done. It felt like they but, were doing that, which is but gross. Even, even if it is a joke, that's, that, that's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. It's just like. Yeah, I agree. It didn't feel real to me, but it is like a very outdated, gross joke. So anyway. Regardless uh, of where it is. He's got, he's, they're talking about, um, he says, well, talking about the apartment um, in the bathroom. You were raised in houses in Dubai and Spain, and this is not the worst thing in the world. So already, it's almost like he's living in this place to spite her. Yeah. Also, um, I want to ask, what's worse? What do you mean? Like, this place is this place is a shithole. Yeah. Like, he's like, I know it's not nice. It's like, it's like you're saying, be oh, it's great. not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not far from the bottom. Yeah, and. I think it's the narrative also. She even says, she's like, Rob was raised in the hood. And again, and I'm sure that's something that he has told her. Um, and and yeah. stuff. And, and we, I, w- I will say uh, this man's storytelling of where he grew up. He grew up in, I think it was like Kansas or something like that. Um, if what wasn't LA. He did not yeah. grow up, just to be clear, he did not grow up in Englewood. Mm-hmm. And so the story of, you know, Englewood growing up and tough, rough kid growing up in the streets in the hood, that's not, at least in South, at least in Southern California, that's not what happened. He also spent time in Oregon. So I think it's easier for people to believe and to streamline his story. Like this is a tough kid who grew up on the streets. 
That is not what happened. It is much more layered than that. Well, I think, honestly, if we're calling out, um, I think the show is banking on people's assumptions exactly. about black people in America. Exactly. And that's what, and Rob that's what's is, gross. And that feels gross. That, oh, black people come from the hood in America. And he's leaning and into that's it. Not, that is not the... It, uh, yeah. Bleh. Yeah, I, I gotta say, y'all, if you roll your eyes when they come on screen, we do. You're not too. alone. <laughs> I don't, and it's not that I actively. We were talking about this before. I don't actively dislike them like gibberish. Like they're not and that Miona. bad as Jabri and Miona. They're not that bad. Like I actually don't. I don't get like that. They're he can be a bit of an asshole, but I don't get that either of them are kind of just dickhead. Like oh, she's I get not that like from Mio. him. Miona was terrible online to people. And like, I don't get that vibe from Sophie at all. Uh, actually, she seems really sweet, but I'm just bored. Uh, later on, they're walking. They're at Venice Beach. And he's like, this is my favorite places. I'm like, have you ever, ever seen the drug, the drug head crazies in Venice Beach? <laughs> there, y'all, Venice Beach is not really. There's it's not some, there's some crazy motherfuckers out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it, it, yeah, it's not. Go to Santa Monica. Jesus. Well, I don't know if his car would make it up the hills to like Zuma Beach, <laughs> like an actual pretty beach. Yeah, but he said, oh, one of my favorite places to like relax, Venice Beach. I'm like, what? With like uh, a meth head with a crack pipe in his mouth starts screaming at you about going to Mars? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, oh, there's oh he he just laughs and says, well, that's my friend Philly. I was like, He's I don't think you've been to. Again. I don't think you've been to Venice Beach a lot. Just just gonna tell you, it's not a place where you want to relax. Freaks come out at night. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, I just love that. Uh, so anyway, Sophie said it'd be nice to live out here. This is so fucking scripted. I don't know. Yeah. It, no one can be this clueless. Is is it? Yeah. If, if she is, then she needs to. They need to give her a book. If, um, also, if her family. So I we keep questioning Rob's life. Yeah. Rob's background, but this made me question Sophie's because mm-hmm. if your family is that rich that you're just thinking about just buying a beach house on Venice Beach. There yeah. is no fucking way you would live in she goes, where you were living. Thank you. And that's when she points, how much is one of those? And it's like a little condo. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Let's Google. Boop, 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 which he doesn't do. Um, and the, the, he's like, that's 25000 a month. And it's just like, <laughs> none of this is real talk. And, and, and it's supposed to make her seem out of touch. And later on, we're going to keep going. Uh, She says in the next, uh, in the moment, she says, well, when I was 16 and 17, I began waitressing and disassociated from my family. They don't give me money and I don't ask. So you're completely self-funded since 16 or 17. (laughs) I come on. I, it, I'm getting wound up. It just, what is this? What is your story? I just am, that's what I keep asking. Like, what is your, because when you keep throwing, I get Nani Day has secrets, but this is like, we keep rewriting 
yeah. who we think people were. I just, I go back to, I just think there wasn't a lot there. Maybe they thought these people are pretty and they'll be great on the show, but, but they're not entertaining well, at all. Could I ask, could I ask this question? Why are they the open four leadoff? Why are they part of the open yeah. four leadoff? So unless, I don't know, something good has to happen or maybe Bad. they're just, but Again, we had to just live with gibberish for the whole season. That's true. They, boy, the gibberish, season. gibberish was all over that season. But at least um, gibberish, we had his horrible, foul mother <laughs> that I hated true. so much that triggered me. Oh. Um, and so when, uh, and we also had his ridiculous dressing style. So yes. at least oh, you and could, space space jam space yes. cash space cash. At least you could laugh at some of those yeah. storylines. I don't think we're going to be laughing a lot. No. And anyway, y'all, she says I'll never ask them for money um, or ask my family. So the question is, I have to say, is if you're going to complain about the place you live in, oh, she had a she seemingly had a pretty nice apartment in London. We saw that place. Mm-hmm. It seemed nice. So if she was funding all of that, either so I'm gonna make a make an argument here. If she doesn't accept money from her family, mm-hmm. she must have some kind of savings to afford that place. Um she must or or she makes money as an influencer. I know it's hard to get in the weeds about this, but as soon as you put start putting two and two together, the whole story falls apart. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Because And well, I rest my case, Your Honor. The prosecution rests. Although, who knows? Maybe she's got some type of YouTube thing like that. This is a bit of a spoiler. It's not a huge spoiler, but just when we met some young person on Selling Sunset who's 21 years old and has a hedge fund, and you and I just were like, gunk. Venture capital. A venture capital. I don't even know what it was. It was so rich. Um, no, but the the issue here is that even if she did, she would have income. So in other words, they again, use you use her income. Let me, let me add to what you're saying. It's kind of what I was saying before. If she started working, she was 16, and she's able to pay for her own apartment in London, she's making that type of money, then she not only would be making income, she would be making the type of income that she could easily yes, that's what fix I'm saying. the situation. That's what I'm saying. And would never live where they're living. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what – it actually kind of – I don't want to say offensive because I've never been – very poor or or I've never dealt with poverty. That's a better way to say that. Um, But it feels like there are actually are people in our country. Oh, that, Oh, it's very offensive that do live like who live worse than Rob, who don't have indoor plumbing. And it feels like they're play acting at it. Here's what exactly. And here's what tinfoil Hattie thinks. Oh no. Tinfoil Hattie thinks he moved into this shithole because he thought it would tell a better story. Kid from the hood, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just that's cynical as fuck. I'm aware of it. It's but a so lot. is Tinfoil Hattie. But you're right. I think you're a lot of he moved in there and I get it. It's difficult to be mixed race, but you're a beautiful mixed race <laughs> man who's a model. Like exactly. I want you to think about exactly. like a like a dark skinned black man in America who's not Who wasn't good hot. looking. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like 
it's just yeah it feels like play yeah yeah Can we move no on? i agree with you that's that's so y'all anyway they're talking about that's when also these cheating this this cheating talk where mm. he's his phone rings and he gets a mess. He's like, who's that? Oh, just some random page I follow with some random girl, some random, random, blah, 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 with random booty shorts on and random and random, random. Uh, I'm not sure if this is fake, but he's the worst liar ever. It, you know what it, it is? <laughs> with their storyline, y'all, it's all in the specificity of this. If there are no specifics, then we feel like there's no yeah. truth. Totally. And everything, everything about their storyline is wrapped in vagueness. Mm-hmm. Even this, I got a text from it. Sound it, he gave the same. I recognize it because it's like when Poodle and I are working on something, and I'll and Poodle's looking at his phone, and I'll say, "Get off Grinder," and he'll say, "I'm not on Grinder. I'm reading some news thing." That, and I know that he's actually just looking at a guy edge himself mm-hmm. and not telling. I'm not me the on Grinder. <laughs> so it's the same look just just to clarify uh he says i don't follow any of these girls i follow a page that posts this kind of stuff so i follow a page that posts this girl in booty shorts Great. and he flips it back on her and this is a total like defensive move he's like didn't you find me on a page of hot guys and she's like well i was single and so they kind of go back and forth about he, cheating or not cheating. Doesn't he also, he said, you found me on a page with a bunch of hot guys. But then that, doesn't that make you then seem like an asshole? Cause you're following a page with hot, like you just discredited yourself. When he gave that reasoning, when Rob was like, you followed me on a page with a bunch of hot guys. And I went, yeah, when she was single. Now, Rob, you're not single. Why are you right. following you at a page yeah. with a bunch of hot women? Every, everything, and he turns it around on her, and he's just such an asshole. I don't, I don't think he could fake this level of asshole. So, and, but Sophie does say, "I'm a very jealous person," but Rob has not been that the most faithful. And she says, "I forgave him when he online cheated." So remember the cheating, the, sorry, the cheating that Thank was you. the accusation that his, that her friend said was he not only sent pictures to this, they keep saying person, but because if it was a man, now I'm interested. <coughs> but it seemed like it was Jesus. a woman. What if that's um, the story? And she sent, tells him I'm bisexual. And then and he, he said, so, so am I. So am I. And then Poodle lost and then I'm his goddamn in. mind. And then I don't really Sorry. care about the rest of the story. I just want the OnlyFans. Exactly. So, which then, y'all. But I, just, I just want to clarify. I just yeah. want to clarify. He sent videos. He sent videos. That's what she said. His, the friend did. So, that's a little more involved. And he said, that was when I hadn't seen you for seven months. But you were still together. What kind it of It was videos? during COVID. That's what I want to know. I... What what kind of videos are there? You, you know it, what I you you think it was him doing hand puppets? Senior <laughs> <laughs> Wences? It was him doing that cup challenge from Pitch Perfect. Definitely, that was it. That was it. Definitely. Um, I yeah. He, he pulled his pud. 
Y'all, he, 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 he jerked the gherkin. As sure, as sure as I've seen Raz Van's huge, beautiful penis, this guy's going to have an OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh, without, with no doubt. This was, this, this is the pre-launch for the OnlyFans hard launch. Literally. <laughs> it's a hard launch. Y'all, they're going to have an OnlyFans together. And he's going to have his own and she's going to have her own. Ugh. <laughs> anyway. I'm only fans of our own. That's the way you said that. <laughs> Somewhere that's fake. Uh, so y'all, so this is, and she says, I forgave him when he, and she, he even, he even says, you know, I didn't cheat. So why do you need to say that? So none of this has really been talked about, finally. They're walking their dog later, and he's more concerned about his dog's allergies because the dog is limping. Well, when um, that dog's licking, that's worse when your dog's licking its paws. He said it, and I got triggered. Remember when <laughs> Sophie would just that. lick her paws? Yeah. I have seen so many. I've seen three schnauzers in New York just walking down the street, and all three of them had gay owners. And I went, <laughs> if I moved to New York, I should start a gay schnauzer club. Uh, yeah, that sounds like, uh, I think you'd all be single. Oh, they were so <laughs> cute. And I talked to the dogs and the dogs came up and loved me. And it was so sweet. Great. I anyway. also, I, oh, never mind. I'm not going to tell you that. Keep you going. Have to say it now. <laughs> Poodle, I got to tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft. And the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. (sighs) Sissies. We've fallen in love with MeUndies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. 
And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. To all our queens, to Caitlin and... The Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. And find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting 
waiting. Reality gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. So I was walking, this happened last time I was in New York, I was walking with our friends Liz and Greg, and I was walking in their neighborhood, and I saw someone on the curb, not at someone, it's like a person who was sitting on their stoop, and um, I don't, he said something, and I kind of said something to him, something with like some Southern saying, and they, Greg said, that he's like that's the most un New York thing I've ever seen someone do, Matt. Sounds about right for and, you. And so I real I thought I don't do that too much, do I? And then yesterday, no, you do it all the fucking time. <laughs> well, yesterday I was walking in Soho with my friend <laughs> Tia and Soho, Soho. So we were walking down the street, and just around the corner, this man came around, and he just looked silver hair and probably gay. I don't know if he was gay or not. doesn't matter, but was gorgeous, but very impeccably dressed. And he walked around the corner. It was just like, it was just like, a just like a swarm of bees just stung me in my face and just shocked me. And I just said out loud, I looked, I said, I said, well, goodness, you are just so handsome. And he, <laughs> Jesus. Are you, I said, you look so handsome. That's what I said. You look so handsome in that. And I the guess shock, people are glad to hear it. The but. shock on that man, he looked at me and then he said, he actually stopped walking and then he smiled. He said, well, thank you. And then he kept walking and my friend Tias was laughing so hard because it looked like it, she said, I don't think he would have been more shocked if you just pulled down your pants and peed on his leg. And I said, that's nope, probably No true. one does that in New York. No yeah. one does that. I'm going need to, to move on. up one day. You are. It's embarrassing. <laughs> um, so anyway, he keeps saying about the cheating. When are you going to let this go? And he's fully angry at this point. He is. Um, and the way he explains this. I responded to someone in bed when I hadn't seen you in eight months. And that's not cheating. And then this is the kicker. You should give me credit that I didn't like cheat in two and a half years. So you get a prize, Rob, for not cheating. <laughs> yeah. And then y'all, this guy's cheated. I promise oh, you when you defend it so much, you have cheated. Yes. Yes. And well, you're on dating app. You my friend Tarai says you were on a dating app. Uh, he's like, I bullshit. was on the friend I think side. She was, I think she was looking for friends on fucking Bumble. I just unless, she's like, I can see the guilt in his eyes. I see it she, too. Unless she what did she looking for girls with a woman. But she hasn't been with one yet. She says that. That's right. She still has to tell him and, that, y'all. Think about maybe she has though. How many times have you told a man this is your first time? Mm. 
That's true. <laughs> you would be amazed how that works. <laughs> it works so good, y'all. Just tell them it's your first time, and they've got a big dick, and they're it's a great. It. It's a great role play. Uh, it's a great role play starter too of a scenario. Men are so easy. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all, it's time for Maddie's Broadway Corner. Again, that song isn't sanctioned. I would want you <laughs> I want you to choose a different name. That's all I ask. It's just derivative. Y'all, I went it won't be long. Uh I uh I went and saw Merrily We Roll Along in the Hudson By Theater. Time. By Stephen Sondheim, starring Daniel Radcliffe, Jonathan Groff, and Lindsay Mendez, Mendes. right? Yep, yeah, Lindsay Mendez. Mendes. What is she, she famous was, she for? Was she was Alphaba. Oh, we she was Alphaba. That it, makes sense. Carrie sing. Carrie and Carousel as well in the last last revival. Ah, did she, did she? I think she's won a Tony too, right? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Or at least nominated. No, yeah, I think nominated. Yeah. Has Jonathan Groff won a Tony or just nominated for it? I don't think he's won one. He is very handsome in real life. He is. He's a handsome he's man. Been in, he was in my, I, he's been in my apartment. I've worked with him. I've coached with him. I've told you the story. Name dropper. Oh! Wow. I did not wow. say his name. You're the worst name dropper. Wow. He's been in my apartment and I've coached with him. He's he's a lovely... You know what it is? I, do you I've do told reading you this. exercises? No, I told you this when I never really got it. And I'm like, what is this Jonathan girl? I don't get the star quality. And then I was in the same room with him and I got it. I got it. So Jonathan, Jonathan Groff has spat on you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I was in, I was breathing his saliva particles. He was singing. His music director wasn't, was getting there late. And she gave me her, gave him my name because she and I are friends. I'm not name yeah. dropping. I'm yeah. telling you the, the, what just happened. Uh-huh. No, you, what name dropping is we say, when I went out with blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, I don't do that. I brought, I brought up, you brought up someone. Uh-huh. I, um, yeah, he's very handsome. I will say, there's actually a funny, I shared it to my uh, Instagram uh, story, but there's a funny just clip of, from, from, I think I was on Variety, of the three of them talking, and they're, People are asking like him about the spitting because y'all he spits, yeah. so you could see it just flying off of him the entire time. And at one point, he—I understood why he said this. At one point, he was like crying, and then he raised up, and his entire face looked like it had been it been put into a salve. It was just the entire thing was salve. just wet. That's what I said. You said salve. <laughs> it's called salve. Yeah. Don't it reads sale. like salve. Um, but his entire face just looked like it had grease on it. It was just mm-hmm. shiny and wet. And in this variety video, he's like, well, he just says, you know, I just, I get wet. And you see Daniel Radcliffe go, <laughs> no, you don't, man. No. <laughs> and Lindsay, and Mendez, she's like, say that again. Like, and he keeps trying to say it the wrong. He's like, I just get so wet. And Daniel Radcliffe's like, stop, stop saying that, please. It's, it's, anyway, it's a very funny video. And I was bringing that up because you can tell that 
these three actors have developed great chemistry yep. together. And that is so paramount in this show because it's about the friendship of three people. Yep. And if if you didn't have that, then it never would work. It never tell would us, work. Tell us. People, a lot of people don't know what this show is about. Tell, I knew tell, nothing about it. Nothing. Which um, I don't know how you get through someone who knows musical theater and doesn't know this, didn't know anything about this show, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> y'all, the show is about three friends, um, specific, specific, specifically, two men, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Jonathan are writing partners. Daniel Radcliffe is a lyricist. Jonathan Groff is a is a musician, or he writes, he composes. And mm. they write musicals. They're trying to make it in New York. And uh, the uh, kind of one of the themes of this show to me was just the price of success. Right. And um, it's actually you alluded how to people this, change. Yeah. And how people change. And, and how success changes people. Lindsay yeah. Mendez, she plays their friend who is also a writer. Yeah. Um, and the show is done in a reverse cron order. So it starts kind of in the beginning when the friendship. At the end. Of, at, or at, at the, the end. end of the, the present. Is, technically yes. the present. Yeah. The French in the 70s. The friendship is broken and ruined. She's and a drunk. Shambles. Yeah, yeah. She's a drunk. All this. Um, and then the show takes goes back to like 1954. And when it ends met. where it began with them meeting one another and kind of dreaming together. Uh, so as an artist, it was again, and just as someone who's in a, uh, I couldn't help but see the parallels of just Jake and I's relationship of meeting when we were 20 years ago and all this. So it was thankfully a lot of things were not similar. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> I hope not. Thankfully. Yeah. But this whole idea of, you know, it is, um, I think Jake and I both, work i don't mean this to pat ourselves on the back but we work at the the business relationship and we're aware yeah. of that because you have to have a kind of a pulse on it um it so that's the basis of the show um personally what i got from it it, it made me develop a, just even more i'm actually very grateful that we've experienced our su success a little later in life i think because mm -hmm. yeah. as we've said if i this what happens in the show is jonathan groff's character really kind of launches and has success and kind of is launching on his own and um yeah. leaves other people in the dust that's a i liked it um the show i think the for me the weakest part of the show is actually for me i felt like the um was the book i have a i that yeah. that was the part that i felt like needed did sondheim write the book as well no um uh i think lapine but it's based on a uh, play it's based on a um yeah uh, I, I don't know if any of this is autobiographical like i know didn't like it just no. made me feel like like because they none of this like with because didn't sondheim have like a terrible relationship with roger's daughter or something like that no you, they don't know what you're talking about <laughs> or mary rogers or something no like, they, I know. They, had a, they had a lovely relationship with oh, lovely. mary rogers they, they were they were they were best friends she fell in love with him so none of this was autobiographical no no at all but um, what uh because it's a play beforehand um mm -hmm. it uh my my problem with the show, I it's my favorite of Sondheim scores, and because the music is so great. The problem <coughs> I, I have it. is, yeah. I don't think the show is a fixable problem. 
Um, I don't. I think the show has people. The, what they did is cast three people who were so motherfucking likable that even at the beginning, I wonder how unlikable Jonathan Groff could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and I. I uh, to me, it ends with them saying, "Our." They're singing a song called "Our Time," and to me, I walk away from that show devastated by what happened. I don't – some people say, oh, I find it very uplifting. I'm like, were you and I watching the same show? <laughs> no, I, it made me grateful, but just in a way because of watching the tragedy. It For me, it felt It should very be much, devastating. Yeah. Well, because that could easily – we're creative people. That could easily be our life if we want yes. – if we let it be that way. So I, I will say I think it affected me more than any Sondheim piece I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, more than like Sunday in the Park with George about creativity, like way it just felt just because they're in New York and then they come to LA and there's just yeah. um and there's how was his how was his Franklin Shepherd Inc.? It was one of the best things I've seen on stage. That was yeah. Daniel it's Radcliffe. Very, very hard thing to do. Daniel Radcliffe is fantastic. I get it. I get it. It's no that's that's um uh, oh, is that the song Franklin Shepherd Inc. is where he sings Jonathan Groff does does that's the one person song. No, that's that's Daniel. Oh, Rockland. that's you're right. That is yeah, that is because he does it yeah. during the interview. Yeah, it was fantastic. It it um, he was so funny, and watching him, I went, oh, I get it. I get why you were casting Harry Potter. Like, I get why you're a big yeah. like. So talented. Also, we need to talk about Gussie. <laughs> oh my God. I need to look up this actress's name. Uh, she was so fucking good. Yeah. She was. That's the real kind of evil role in the show. Yeah. And, but she, you couldn't help but kind of like you said. She had such a charm to her. You couldn't, you saw why everybody loved her and why they were attracted to her, but you hated her. She sang so well, but the, and she was gorgeous and the costumes. And I went, oh, she's a a movie star. She'll be a star Mm -hmm. on films. I I can't remember her name. Um, (laughs) Wait, where's my program? Why don't you just. Here it is. I just love when some when someone says, "Yeah, she'll be a star." I just can't remember her name. Can't remember her name. <laughs> Let me look. Let me look. Gussie. Her name is Crystal aging. Joy Brown. Oh yeah, she's a star. She's already a star, honey. She is. Yes, she's already a, she's already a Broadway star. I didn't know. Well, she was, she doing was it. in Hamilton. <laughs> wow, she's new to you. Wow! Oh, no, she's she was on the she's, she was on the Equalizer. That show with I'd, Queen Latifah. I'd like to say before that she's also been in my apartment. <laughs> I promise you, <laughs> I'm, I'm coached with her. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! What? Wow! What an asshole! Just dropping them both. No, I no, mean, no. I, you brought up these two. Wow! People. What a name drop. I'm sorry, everybody. We're just gonna have to muddle through. I'm almost done. Um, she's lovely. A, a drag queen acting as its best. It was great. That's, um, that's the role, definitely. Is that's that's big. Yeah. I, I think with the book, it almost feels. It felt sometimes like 
like what happens and really not, I shouldn't equate it to this, but still not even bad, but just mediocre jukebox musicals where you feel like someone wrote not a day goes by and you want to put this song in the show. But like when that was sung, I didn't really know who Beth was. That's, Jonathan's Groff wife. I didn't care about her. And Beth suddenly a forgettable she's singing, character. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. she's singing not a day goes by, which is one of the most like sad yeah. haunting Sondheim and it's, songs. And it's ever. unearned and it's unearned. And that, that is the fundamental problem of the show and why it will never really the- theoretically or dramaturgically work. I think um, it needs – I think the show needs to – I think the book needs to be – I think the show needs to recognize that the – I think the women in the show were not written well. And it maybe is of the time, but even Mary – we didn't really get a lot about her except for that she was in love with Jonathan Groff and that was kind of it. She yeah. felt like a two-dimensional character where the other two felt three-dimensional. I I don't think the problems are fixable. I think that's that's the, that that's why I think it should only be done as a concert piece and with without without the set and without the time changes Mm-hmm. We think of, we it becomes a lot less real to us, so it becomes theoretical, and it's easier to deal with the show for me better that way. Yeah, you just, yeah, it was just it, it, his his wife felt like an afterthought, so that was just <clears throat> anyway. But great, like music. I didn't know a lot of the music. I knew some from like you know, "Hey Old Friend" or whatever. And yeah, not a day goes by, but. There's, I'm so glad I saw this. I'm almost done. I'm glad I saw this show now and not when I was younger, because I do think like that song. Now, you know, is not going to hit you when you're 22, but it's going to hit you when you're 44 years old (laughs) and you've gone through life and had loss. And that song just felt so autobiographical of the moment. You know what it It, is? It it moved me a lot. It hits you at different, in different ways throughout that, the, that show has, that shows hit me in different ways at different parts of my life. Yeah. I would give it the book. Not great. I'd still say it was a here. They all, especially just hearing Jonathan and uh, Lindsay, right? Yeah. yeah. Seeing um, that was a pleasure. So I, I will say you this. You heard it too. here, folks. If you, if you got an extra $900, because they're burning up the well, ticket I did, sales. I didn't pay that much, but yeah, um, I was. I I kind of have a problem with that, but that's no, I did too. It was. Um, I just knew this was probably going to be a once in a lifetime thing for me to see it, and uh, I will say this though too, y'all. I don't think I'm gay enough to live in New York because <laughs> I mean, y'all. Gay men the, in New York. People, strange men on the street would disagree with you. Uh, but that one man who said I was, but boy, the, it's just, it is exhausting to be a gay man in New York. I think it is so much work. It's so much talking. Yeah. It, it's so much indicating while you're talking. It was just all the men around me. It was just, it was a lot. They they have a very it's a it's a lot to it's a lot they have a lot to talk about a lot of shows to put on yes, yeah it, yeah they're they're exhausting and that's <laughs> Maddie's Broadway Corner <laughs> I like that version <laughs> sibling fights are unavoidable but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale. 
That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's talk about Ashley and Manuel. Okay. I'm going to say this now. Manuel and Rico Suave are going to be fast friends. Oh. I'm not worried. I'm not worried anymore. He's sitting there petting. He's absentmindedly petting that dog. Yeah, this is a relationship I care about. And, and she said, we got into a fight, then we made up, then we had sex. We banged it out like we always do. She said, um, we banged it out. I got to say, I, I'm sure she's going to be cuckoo, but I fucking love Ashley. I love got, her on the she, screen. She can come up with some funny lines. Yeah, um, she's funny. And mark my words, y'all, she is going to show out in the tell-all. She will. Uh, and he says, Rico Suave gave me uh, too many kisses. And he's like, it doesn't, I don't like, I, I still don't like it. He's like, and we had whiskey. So I was very, I was very active. <laughs> I thought people get whiskey dick. I thought that's a thing. I didn't know whiskey made you active. Apparently not with Manuel. Uh, I think whiskey dick is just something they say about, uh, you've been drinking too much. Does whiskey make you horny? Well, actually air makes you horny. So never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Something like bourbon does. Bourbon or tequila. Ooh, yeah. Or water. <laughs> or Diet Coke. <laughs> Y'all, Poodle gets horny Milk. from a, <laughs> Poodle gets horny from a fresca. I do. Mm, clearly Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a clearly Canadian in a long time. They're back. Why? Because everything is all, it's the same thing as why we have an esprit in the Grove. It's all back now. So, um, y'all, they're going to the grocery store, but we find out that Manuel eats the same thing every day. Rice, avocado, red onion, and sardines. Um, that, that's got to be good on the breath, those sardines. Yeah. <laughs> why his hair looks so good. He's got all that oil. My father eats sardines. I was I'm just so he's like this big good source of omega freeze brand. Can you no, not? I don't thanks. think I've ever I've never had them not in a Caesar salad. I've like chopped up. I've never actually those oh, are wait, anchovies. anchovies. I don't think sometimes I've ever they had put sardines in them. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had sardines. Yeah. Sardines are in a can. Uh, can I think my fish they call did it. Did my 
I think dad, you know how my that dad tracks. loves food in a can. Yeah. I think that maybe tracks. he ate the sardines. That tracks. My father would would eat them though. Uh and so and that's when we get the saying of the milk's not real, the meat's not real. He's he's just taking it all in. Uh and so but dinner, they're having dinner with her mother tonight named Stacy. And all I can think uh and they're going to talk about, and she still doesn't know. Does your mother know? Do that ABBA song? No. Does your mother know? Oh, yeah. from It's from Mamma Mia. You saw all those movies. You had to see. <laughs> I don't remember that movie, that song in there. Does I did your mother know is from, is from that. Yeah. It's at least from the stage show. Ah. Okay. Uh. But so mom still doesn't know, and I'm concerned about this until he says later, um, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but he's like, I didn't tell her I was leaving because I thought it might stop me from going. And I went, that makes sense. That does make because sense. Because you... It would, she would stop you or it would stop you? It would he stop him. It, it yeah. would stop... He, he, he wouldn't be able to tell her, and he would he would... She, he wouldn't be able to go. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is a better move for my family and for my kids. And I know this is a better move for me. And, and then I went, so it's not just pure avoidance for you. And it it's made not, me see him in a very different way. It did make me see him in a different way, but it also made me go, I don't know how I can, it's just not explained. So I don't want to say I don't trust him yet. It's just not explained very well of, you have two teenage children. Did you just leave your kids and not tell your kids that you're moving to? Well, yeah, I think you're you're discounting. He said, I'm always gone for work. So they're used to that. I think this is I think you're I, I don't know if you them. understand what the what the situation is. You, he should have told. I think he, he they made a big deal of saying that he didn't tell the mom. Um, we don't know. We don't. That's what I'm saying. We don't know if he told his kids, but it feels yeah. like right now. Uh, I hope they know about that, but. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she and, seems to push that she wants him. Do you think, do you think it's good for her to push for this? Or do you think Ashley needs to butt out? I understand why she wants to, because so the mom won't blame her for it. Um, Mm -hmm. in the most selfish reason, but I think she's saying that like kind of ethically, this should, this should be that way. And, uh, I I agree with her. I feel like she's not, I don't think she's asking for anything ridiculous. No. So the, what I was worried is what she said. I hope that his family knows about me and I hope he's told his sons about me. And I went, Okay, well now we have a problem. They don't need to know about you yet. Uh, what? They're teenagers. They... Oh, the... oh, you do? Well, I guess if he is moving, they should know that he's moving with her. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Like, yeah. You think it's, I think it's really weird that you, your two teenage sons don't know you're that you that you don't that 
obviously she hasn't met them. No, yeah, I kind of was. I even said it earlier, but in my mind, just and I was thinking they were younger. Um, and they're no. not. If they're teenagers, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. and she's worried. It's not even that they that they haven't. She hasn't met them. She's worried they don't even know she exists. And that's when I'm just like, Ugh. it would be weird if he's saying I'm just moving to the U.S. to move to the U.S. Right. So y'all, secrets, secrets aren't good. Secrets. So then she's gotten him some shirts, and and he's like, oh, I want us to match better. This is extra as fuck. And <laughs> at one point he just says, "Okay, boss." He's like, "Okay, um, boss." He is so, so attractive to me. He's gotten more attractive to me. He's hotter oh. to me when without the hat. Um, oh no, his hair is gorgeous. You just want to yeah. run your hands okay, in okay. it when he's on okay. top of you. Just All like right, there oh, we are. All right, my baby whispers in my ear. Ooh, sweet nothings. What Tell me just that? what I want to hear. Ooh, sweet nothing. What's that? He said, it do it to myself. Do, 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 do. That's the secret, baby. I keep it to myself. Sweet nothing. I know that song because Jessica Gordon sang it <laughs> at the talent show. Uh, not the first one I did that I won that when I was a kid, but later on she sang it. She was very flat. She's the one who had the Marvin the Martian tattoo, um, and she's dead now. Uh, looks like Brenda Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is um, a Brenda Lee song. It was wow. later on. Yeah. Wow. I don't <laughs> You talk about people not knowing songs that were old. <laughs> wow. Wow. If you're watching the internet portrait, my face was so confused. <laughs> I love that song. Who doesn't love Brenda Lee? I I I do, but I don't know a lot of high schoolers who know her entire catalog. People um, would sing a lot of Brenda Lee because all the old timers would love it. I rem- yeah, I don't know people if I know anything all- except for "It's My Party." Um, yeah, people would or sing that. You don't own- no, that's Leslie um, Gore was you know, only. Well, they did that a lot when people because the people that were a part of Oklahoma Kids they sang it. Oklahoma uh, Kids, what the fuck is <laughs> yes. that? Uh, Oklahoma Kids was so Pam Roberts started Oklahoma Kids. It was a, like a sec. Oklahoma Kids was a statewide thing of these kids would do these singing competitions. And I never wanted to do it because it was just too showy to me. And I thought <laughs> it was. You were more of a subtle performer. I, I, yeah. I was. Tall Farrell did it. Uh, uh, all the I'm not gonna say their names, but all the guys who are still married to women but are very gay did it. Yeah. Uh, well, um, and they were in Oklahoma Kids, and it had a lot. A lot of Baptists did it. A lot of people at Stoptown do it. Mm-hmm. Um, in Long Grove First Baptist, because they wouldn't always sing church stuff, but they would. So I knew they wanted me to do Oklahoma Kids, but you had to pay a fee. And my mom said, "Oh, we're not paying money for you to join a club to sing." And so I kind of took on a snobbier air for it that I was too good to be in Oklahoma kids. Uh, That was what I adopted. But I was jealous that they would, it was kind of like they would all sing solo things and then do a show choir thing together. It was really big. And then Pam Roberts was married to coach Roberts. Young Americans. Um, Yes. 
Yes, maybe Oklahoma but Kids was part of Young because they had outfits. On a lower budget. <laughs> they would learn dances when they were singing. Yeah, it sounds like Young Americans. Um, and it stopped because Pan Roberts, who taught me piano, but she wasn't very good at piano. She would just, it was a, <laughs> she was a terrible teacher. But anyway, she I remember going in her trailer house of her and Coach Roberts to take lessons. But um, this How is later. How a piano in, my, in a trailer? <laughs> good question. Good question. <laughs> Uh, it was upright. It wasn't a grand. Um, Let's move on. <laughs> but anyway, no, I was just going to say it. Oklahoma kids you, it's my all, fault. all went away is, uh, coach Roberts had an affair with my first grade teacher, Mrs. Ellis. And it was a big, big hoop to do. And, uh, Pam Roberts left town after that, <laughs> after they got divorced and just did, I showed up for my piano lesson. Didn't even know she had moved. Didn't even tell me. And, and then so Coach Roberts just, had to come out and told my mom, well, she left me. She's not. Because and, I was fucking the first grade teacher. And I just stood, it stood there with my, I loved it. My my purple little Hal Leonard book that was level four. I just looked at it and thought, well, I guess I'm not going to use this. <laughs> so that ended and your never piano lesson. Yes. It was like in fifth grade. I never took piano again. Because there was nobody so, to teach. Because Mrs. Fox at G&G Music, she left years ago. I had no one to teach me. It was the piano desert. <laughs> it was. Baltimore. There wasn't. Maybe there is someone now, but I couldn't get anybody. wonder if one of the gay men who played the piano or the people at the, at the Baptist church could have taught you. That's true. That's true. Your mo- mother probably knew not to leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, that she probably knew. Yeah, <laughs> That was smart. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Oh, yes, because uh, it's getting cloudy and kind of dark here, and the light's going to change. And you know, Christina hates that when she has to fix the light of the camera. So I said earlier, you look like you're in Mystic River. It's that it's like Clint Eastwood blue. <laughs> it is very blue. It is, yeah. So, y'all, uh, they are later on. Mom Stacy is meeting them. She's like. She had mid-16, so we kind of grew up together. We're buddies. Um, and then her sister shows up, her sister who we've seen before, the sensible sister, as she calls herself, with yes, her husband, Sierra. Samuel. Her, Sienna. Uh, Sienna. And, and then they start doing Google Translate. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Please let the translator work. It's and not I'm, good when the first thing they ask a translator, when are you going to have babies? And Ashley's face, and it seems like she's heard this before, uh, and mom just went quickie me old. <laughs> she's not old, but she's, I know, she's but that's what she said. Um, quickie, uh, I she was funny, but the, <clears throat> I had the I think this mother has the potential to be a nightmare. Uh, totally agree, totally agree. Uh, later on, then did you hear what the mom says? She's like, oh, I'm concerned they didn't say anything. We didn't say goodbye to his family. And she looks right at Ash. She's like, how does that make you feel that you're the reason he left his family? To I, her, just, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know, my mouth just dropped. And I went, and that's where I converted. Oh, mom is a nightmare. Yeah. Wow. I, I guarantee you that's, that's, not the, that's not the worst thing she's asked her daughter. No, um, it is not. But mom says, time will tell. Sure. Sure. She's like, tonight was round one. I'm going to have to really get more information out of him. Uh, um, 
we later on basically they're talking about uh Rico Suave being a cock block and I imagine y'all you know, a dog a dog is going to cock block you. Oh, that's sure. their job. Oh, for <laughs> sure. And anyway, he's making food but he for her and she does say it's time to call your mom. I and he's like I don't know how to tell her. So that I really do believe that's the reason he couldn't cuz he didn't know how. Um and that's what I was talking about before that he said, I didn't tell my mom because I thought I might might change my mind. It and was it it kind of was a letdown because we thought she would have a big reaction when he tells her on FaceTime, and she really was pretty calm about the whole thing. Uh I think she's probably gonna later on there was a preview that that his family's been calling a lot. Um, calling Ashley so, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And later on, he's like, there's, and he tells his mom, I'm in New York. And she says, you left without talking to anyone. Why? And then she basically says, foreboding, don't forget about the family. Don't forget about the family. Log off. And then she just, (laughs) that's what made me laugh hysterically. Don't forget about the family. And then just boop, boop, she's gone. And then Manuel says, says, well, her internet died. And he's just (laughs) sitting there. That's I mean, the show. It was great. It was great. I feel like 20 minutes were you talking about the plot apparently all along. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. You know, it made really, me miss I, you and grateful for you, but apparently I, you don't care. I really do want to see it with two of my friends who've been in my apartment. <laughs> So to gross. So sorry, y'all. All right, everybody. That's it the is show. By no means not like you're bad. You're saying, no, my friend, so-and-so. I, no, well, you're uh-uh. the worst. I am not. I, uh, oh, oh, y'all. All right. That's the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. It's going to be a fun week of great TV. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you gave you a little break from your day or your week. And uh, we're sending our love. And we call these people Lonely Hearts Poodle because aren't we all just lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places? Yes. And if you've ever been cock-blocked by your dog... (laughs) I have. You can call us. Call us. 